Welcome to Conversations and Connections with HBA Toronto, the podcast that gives you access to industry pioneers, giving us an opportunity to learn together as we aim to achieve our goal of getting more women into leadership roles. Twice a month, we will be sitting down with influential leaders and HBA members from healthcare and the life sciences to gain valuable insights from their careers and key lessons that they've learned. We will also be bringing you discussions with industry trailblazers around hot topics of the moment. This is a fantastic opportunity for career growth, so please join us. Hi, HBA members and community. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast. We are starting off our leadership series with a bang and excited to have Rhonda Pacheco with us today. We're going to talk about her career, leadership, and get some insider knowledge on her. Rhonda is the GM president of Lilly Canada located in Toronto. She's been at Lilly for the past 18 years and held different roles with the company and globally. Rhonda, I'll turn it over to you to give us a brief overview on your career this far. Thanks. It's so great to be here and thank you for the opportunity. Um, Yeah, so 18 years all with with Lily and um, I've been in uh, all different aspects of the company, which has been super fun and exciting to to just learn um, and grow again with inside a great company like Lily. I, um, I've, I've done numerous uh, roles, uh, just a couple just to share with you guys. Uh, I've been in, in marketing roles, in pricing and access roles, and also um, in sales. And so I kind of have um, done a lot of those roles also in multiple countries. So have some cool experiences um, in the US, in Germany. I lived in South Africa, which was also really cool. And then uh, currently, I'm sitting here in Toronto um, with a really uh, big responsibility as, as, as the GM here uh, for Lily and our Canadian affiliate. Wow, that is so incredibly impressive. And just the fact that you got to have that global experience, I mean, I'm just sort of sitting in awe (laughs) right now. And thank you so much for that overview. So we're going to put you in the hot seat. We have some questions um, that we're going to be asking. So we're going to dive right in with some sort of career leadership questions with give me one word that describes you or your leadership style. Yeah, I think one word that describes me, um, and I think people would say this in both my personal life and maybe my professional life, but I think the word is determined. And so um, I'll share maybe later a little bit about my past and my personal life, but um, I think I'm a big person that believes mindset is everything. So I think um, if you want something, you set goals and you're willing to to work hard and be determined about it. I truly, I truly am one of those people that you can, you can do anything you want to do as long as you put the time in and, and you're determined to do it. So I would say determined is the word. Determination is so important, especially when facing career obstacles. So knowing that that's your word and how you describe a lot of your career in life, it comes as no surprise that you are where you are today. So then what would you say are your biggest accomplishments? Um, And again, you can kind of focus on career, personal, a bit of both. Yeah, I thought I would share maybe two. Um, I I would say, you know, I referenced it in the determination piece, but um, one of my biggest accomplishments, which um, was early on in my life, I think also a defining moment. I think 
we can all look back and realize, wow, these were moments that really changed me and maybe my path in my life. And um, back when I was in high school, all I wanted to do was play basketball in college. And you can't see me, but I am five, maybe four on a good day uh, with heels. But um, yeah, so clearly, clearly not very tall. And um, I guess I would say I'm not super skilled either. But um, it was something I just loved. I loved the game. I thought, let's let's go at the highest level. So I wanted to play Division One basketball, which is the highest level in the U.S. And um, I think, you know, being told I couldn't do it and I walked on to that team and then eventually got a five-year full-ride scholarship to play basketball at the University wow. of Maryland. So basically paid for, um, I didn't share this, but I'm also got my doctorate of pharmacy degree. And so basically paid for an awesome, you know, degree back in the day. And um, just, I think that for me is a big accomplishment because if you looked at me, you'd probably say there's no way I should have done it. Um, and so I'd say that was a defining moment for me that said, okay, right? Why if you're determined, you set goals, um, you can you can do it. And so I would say that was one early on um, that really shaped who I am. And then uh, the other one, I guess, if I had to think about um, an accomplishment in my professional career, um, I think it was, and I didn't mention this at the beginning, but I also, my last role before this one, I was actually the global brand development lead. And so had 16 years of my career all in the commercial side. And then they were like, hey, we think you can go into development. And I was now in medical and um, okay, well, how do you lead medical all physicians that are gonna report to you and you're not a physician and taking a product, which I won't mention, but doing clinical trials and getting that into patients' hands in the end and helping patients I would say that was a huge accomplishment to build a culture within the medical team and bringing people together just differently. Um, and also being able to get things approved. And again, like I said, um, a couple of different ways that we put a product in patients' hands that are now like impacting their lives um, is a pretty cool accomplishment. And I think that's why I'm in this role and I stay in pharma is just because at the end of the day, I always say this, I'm not selling potato chips. I am, <laughs> right? Like I am yeah. impacting, we are impacting people's lives and that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's such a shift from commercial to medical and that you just jumped right in, but I mean, obviously worth the risk because you know now, now you're the GM, the president, which is amazing. And that's, you know, just, I think again, yeah, I, I feel like that determination is now you can sort of see it, the thread through everything. And I love that, that's awesome. So then in kind of going to leadership, what other CEOs, president leaders do you look up to or who inspires you or, or both? Yeah, um, one who is in the public um, and I think she's a motivational speaker still um, is Alison Levine and you guys could look her up, but yeah. um, she came to talk to, um, I went to, I, I got my MBA at, at Duke University and she came to talk to us um, during one of our lectures. Um, and she was uh, one of the first women, if not the only at the time, and uh, that climbed all seven peaks. Um, and I just thought, um, highest peaks in the world, right? Yeah. And I just thought that was amazing. And the, the, 
again, I think there's a theme here, determination, <laughs> doing things you're not supposed to and like mm-hmm. accepting challenges and rising above, like just some of the stuff that you need to, to be successful. She's just a person that I, I definitely, I read a couple of her books and just, she inspires me um, for what she's accomplished. And as a female, it's just pretty cool. Um, I think she took the first all women's um, team up, um, gosh, I'm forgetting the biggest mountain. How could I forget? Um, but, um, anyway, I'm, I'm a, and, and, and I'm the biggest peak. What is the biggest peak? Why is am it, I forgetting? Everest? No, is that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I'm like, why am I struggling? But yeah. So oh, wow. awesome expedition team that we're all females. And I think it was the first one, um, up Mount Everest. And, um, I just think that's a pretty cool story. So I would say she's one that's more in the public that I don't really know very well. Um, but then there was also someone, um, I'll even call her out, but she probably, I, I don't know if she'll listen to this. I'll, I'll make her listen to it. But Becky <laughs> Morrison, who worked with me, I think she was one of my first female mentors and just wow. down to earth kind of leader. And I respect that. I think, you know, leaders need to be humble and vulnerable and that's okay. And just be real. And I think she taught me that and never be someone else in order to move up in a company or to take a job um, if you can't be yourself and don't do it. And I think I've tried to live um, to that advice and she's just awesome and so um, available, but she's someone I also um, look up to. Wow. Well, that's amazing. And it's nice to hear that you had someone early in your career that could be a mentor. I know that um, we just launched the mentor mentee program and it, yeah, it is so important to be able to have that, that person that, that can help you look up to. So, and I think actually, I mean, you talked about this a little bit. So why did you choose a career in healthcare or you can talk about your first job in the industry, how you got started? Yeah, I think um, healthcare, um, I was always interested in like way back, right? Science and math and um, funny that way back when, when I was like very, very young, I would count my grandmother's pills, which was so funny. And people would be be like, you're going to be a pharmacist. And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. Um, And sure enough, I went to school to be a pharmacist. And um, I think I realized though, I could be a pharmacist and, and help patients, you know, by like maybe individually one at a time. But what I realized is moving into the pharma space, you can, you can help a big population of patients. And I think that's mm-hmm. what um, really got me excited in, you know, how do you make decisions and impact people's lives on a larger scale? Um, and that's why I would say I entered into pharma and right out of school and haven't haven't left and like continue to think, I mean, it's just such a great opportunity. And I'm so passionate about um, the industry just because again, the impact we have on, on patients' lives. For, for sure. And I mean, the impact you have on, on HCPs, I work at the, the Canadian Pharmacist Association and I mean, they rely so much too on, on getting the information and the products and right. all of that from pharma. Yeah. yeah it's, um, that's exciting. And it's exciting to sort of have that connection. When I saw that, that you had the doctorate in pharmacy, I was like, oh my God, there's just nothing this woman can't do. <laughs> it's so impressive. So kind of, um, 
and I always kind of find these always a little bit cheeky questions, but if there's one thing that you like and one thing that you could change, what would it be in your current position? Um, so being, yeah, no, it, it's great. I, I, I think one of the, I'll start with what I love, um, and what I like about my job being the GM, um, here in Canada, I, it's just, I have, I have a, like my own, it's almost like my own business within a really big company. And there's aspects of that, that I love. Um, I can make decisions, obviously I'm held accountable to those and there's risk to that but I think it's high risk, high re reward. And I just appreciate that. Like I, I work for a great leader who kind of trusts me and, and lets me do that. And so that's fun um, to make decisions and to see how you can set direction and, and deliver. And again, at the end of the day, um, our purpose is about patience. So that that's what I love is that I, I do have um, a lot a lot of freeway to to do what we need to do to make decisions here. So that's fun. Um, you probably laugh at this, but what do I, what do I, what would I change? I want more money, right? Like, not, and not me personally, uh, more money to run my business, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody would say that, but no, there's a little bit of like, you, you see a lot more opportunities that you wish you could do, but you just, you know, may not have the funding or you can't, you know, you just don't have the resources to do everything. So um, mm -hmm. that's, that's the one thing we, and again, I have to prioritize and have to let some things go and realize we're just not gonna get to those or be able to fund them. But uh, I, thought, I thought I'd make you laugh and say that it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then actually kind of a follow-up on that. So how do you sort of deal with that when you have to make that hard decision of, I really wanna fund this, but there's just like, we don't have that money or, or this isn't in sort of the strategic plan. So how do you not sort of take that personally as a sort of follow-up to that? Yeah, I think it goes back to, I think what's really important before you get to that is um, planning. And what I mean by that is you said it, right? Setting your strategy, you need to have a longer term one. Nowadays, like even five years, things can definitely change, but having, and I say longer, and some people may say, well, five years is not that long, but I think the way this industry is changing, five years can be too long. Um, but you know, knowing yeah. what you wanna do in five years and then every year leading up to that, what do you, what do you need to do? And I think, that's when, you know, you do have to prioritize and realize, okay, let me, I want to do these 10 things, but I, you know, what are the, the top two that are going to drive my strategy that mm -hmm. I know is important um, to be successful. So I think I always tell people start, start with the, like, you know, the end in mind first, because that's only yeah. going to come up through the year. And then that's how you make those trade-off decisions. And sometimes you have to just make trade-off decisions and you may not have the money, but you have to shift it and you have to find a way if that becomes the one thing that bubbles up to the top that you need to be successful. So that's kind of how I, how I look at the business and how I can, and that's all, that's yeah. all the time every day, right? Like making decisions wow. on what you're going to do, what not, what you're not going to do. Um, so it's a big part of my job. It, yeah. I think as a GM, that's a lot of what you do. Yeah. And that, yeah, I can't imagine that it's not easy. <laughs> so yeah. You, all, yeah. you have all the hard stuff that you need to do. <laughs> um, so then, and then kind of the next one is, is really around people management. So I always, um, you know, we always, I think, have these great ideas of the type of leaders that we're going to be in management. So we wanted to kind of talk to you about your challenge when it comes to managing people and what is mm -hmm. your advice, advice and approach to people management? 
Yeah, I'll start with the first part of that question. Um, I think, look, I'd love to coach. It's why I'm in leadership, right? One, I mean, I think it started when I played basketball and I coached there, but it continued into my professional life too. Um, but my biggest challenge is um, coaching takes time. Coaching, you know, you got to let people learn. And I think one of the things that I continue in order to be a better leader is how do I do that when there's not a lot of time? Because it's a lot easier to tell. It's a lot easier to make the decision and, and move very quickly. And so making sure that I'm balancing making a decision because, you know, decisions come to the GM level. But then also, how do I push those down and empower my people and coach them to make those decisions also so I don't have to be involved in everything? Um, and I, I said this to someone the other day, but it is true. I've and, and some people may not agree with me, but in any role that I've been when I'm a leader, the day that I can go on vacation and no one really notices or has to call me or, you know, they just do it. They just run it is the day I'm like, okay, I'm doing my job. Um, right. Like I don't, I don't have a big ego. I don't want to be wanted. I don't, I don't <laughs> people to call me. Um, yeah. but I, I think that is the big thing of pushing decisions down, empowering people and coaching them to run their own business, um, which can, you know, let me be a better leader in other areas where it's needed. Um, let's see, uh, advice. Yes. Um, oh gosh. So I got this advice. It's funny, like as I said, <laughs> I had a lot of great females in my in my uh, career, which is awesome. So lucky, yeah. lucky. Um, but as I started again out of school, this woman took me under her wing. She hired me, put me in a job that you know was it was amazing. It was throwing me into the deep end, maybe, but um, I appreciated it. But she told me, um, and she said, "Hey." Um, and everyone's probably heard this, but, you know, take care of your people and your people will take care of the business. And I truly, I truly believe that I think is one of my core values um, and how I lead around people. Um, you got to take care of them because they're the ones that are going to deliver. So that would be my, I think my advice. And that's how I try to approach just people leadership. I, I love that. So important. And yeah, you don't want to be wanted. You want to have a vacation where you're not looking at your phone and you can actually unplug. So yeah. I imagine that would be very exciting. Um, and then so kind of with coaching people, like you said, um, and make people management, there's always the tough feedback. So we wanted to kind of get a sense from you of a time where you received tough the tough feedback and how you handled it. Yeah. Um, so it was one of my first, um, OUS assignments. So I was outside, outside of the U S and it's very lonely too. Like when you're sitting in some of these countries, um, because you're far away personally and professionally, you're very, I was in South Africa, right? So wow. gosh, very far away from anything. Um, but also kind of headquarters from a professional standpoint and family. Like, I mean, it took two days to get home, right? Like it's not something you could just kind of do, get in the car and drive, um, and so I think you're alone and you're, 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 I was just learning. I was just learning how to, how to lead and lead and being a foreigner at the time, right? Like mm -hmm. I was in someone else's country. Um, and of course on the business side, I just remember getting, getting this feedback about, well, and I bet some women get this and this is where I'm like going to give some advice, but, um, and we all been in a room and the male says, something very analytical that was just said by you, you know, um, a couple of minutes ago. And 
So I got the feedback that I wasn't analytical enough and it hurt. And I'm like, really? Like I've never didn't think I was, you know, good with numbers or any of that. Like I just was shocked. Um, And I, and I mean, I took it and it was hard to hear, but then I was like, okay, well, if that's the perception, I need to change it. So I wasn't going to fight it. I wasn't going to be defensive. And then I was like, again, I'm going to put a plan to kind of prove you wrong. And I'm going to show you that I'm, you know, this is, this is not going to be a gap because eventually I wanted to be a GM and you can't run, (laughs) you can't run a business if you're not analytical. Um, And so, yeah, I think I was just like, okay, well then how do I change this? Um, And then I just put the time in and I think, you know, um, just finding opportunities to show, okay, guys, like I am analytical and, you know, I I will present that way. So um, that's how I tackled it. But not, it doesn't feel good. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like it, it was not fun um, to hear that. But again, I think I put the work in to prove, to prove, Hey, that that's the, that's the wrong perception of who I am as a leader. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. It's, it is hard to, to get the, the criticism. And I wonder, actually, you, you mentioned basketball and I have a, some sports background as well. Like, do you think that that always helps if you, if you have some sport background where you're being critiqued all often? the time? Yeah. Yeah. I think for sure. Right. Like I'm, I was always told like, if coach isn't on your, on your butt and, 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 and pushing you, then you, that's when you should, you know, get worried. And so I think you're right. Like my whole life I've played sports. And so nothing was ever good enough. Like, let's be real. Right. Like they always wanted yeah. more and, or yeah, that was great for today and we won, but you know, we have a game in two, two days. So we need to prep for that one. So I do think that, a lot of my determination, action planning, practicing, right, um, wow. comes from my my sports background and team. I think that was mm-hmm. another big area. You know, I'm playing basketball, right? It's not an individual yeah. sport, so it didn't matter um, how good you were. It mattered how well we played together and how good we were together. So I think that's also um, very important and why I love you know teams and coaching and leadership because it's about us. It's not about me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, but it is, um, uh, yeah, I love criticism, not, not criticism, but constructive yeah, criticism is great. And, yeah. but I, I feel like, um, so what would you say I'm, so I'm a new manager and I think I'll just follow up with this last question. So when you have to give the tough criticism mm-hmm. yourself, how do you, how do you deliver that? Yeah. It, 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 it's a great question. Um, and <laughs> Putting you on the spot here. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it because I don't think we do it enough. Um, and one of, one of Lily's core values. And again, like I, I, I think people stay with companies or they work for people because values are similar. Right. And mm-hmm. one of the values is respect for people. And for me, respect for people isn't always being nice and, you know, um, empowering all you need all those things but you also need to be honest with people and respect for people even though the night before i'm going to deliver something that's very hard or tough feedback um i know i have to because it's only fair to the person if they know what that like they're not doing well because there's two choices you can ignore it and then walk away or you at least know and you can do something about it and fix it and I, and I think that's how I look at it. And maybe I can sleep at night um, is it comes from a good place. It's I'm trying to help you. 
And right. if I didn't tell you this, that's when you should be upset with me because I'm not giving you an opportunity to do something about it. Um, and I also think, so that may be the, the why and how I can get my, my head around, okay, this is a tough conversation, but I need to do it. The how, I think you've got to prep for those conversations, right? You can't just come in and, and stay very factual and have examples and have, have it planned, planned out because they're tough and emotions are going to probably be high, but you got to stick back, go back to the facts, the examples and the, in, in kind of how are you helping that person see that? Um, so I would say that's how I, how I deal with tough feedback or, or providing tough feedback. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. That's um, yeah, I can't imagine. And and like you said, taking the emotion out is is so important, but hard. <laughs> I beat very hard. I'm I'm guessing so. Especially if someone's coming at you with emotion, right? Oh yes. Yeah. So get it again. I write it out. Like I have to look at you know what I'm gonna say because you can get really hijacked. I think. But okay, let me go back to the facts. Let me pull you right. back to what I've seen. Here's an example. Um, and I think that's how you can, hopefully, they don't all go well. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, all right. Feeling they're better. All, they're, they're not, they're not all, um, all great. But I've had a couple where people come up and say, hey, I wouldn't have gotten to where I was if you didn't push me. Right. And that, that's the best feedback I've ever gotten. And it happened in South Africa. So um, wow. it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I think it was funny someone said like what do you what is sort of a one of a life goal and I said I just want to see change one person if I can impact and change one person's life I feel yeah. like you know I've contributed in in a way so we can check that one already <laughs> I'm sure there's more based yeah. on everything we're saying so we're gonna kind of flip it around um you know that was some fantastic career you know advice and sort of um some, some sort of career insider knowledge and and looking at how you got to where you are. So now we're going to just talk a little bit about your personal. So when you mentioned a few things like basketball, um, I also tried to play basketball. I'm five, eight. I just was horrible. So I, I gave that <laughs> I up rather I quickly. I want your height, but yeah. Yeah. It, when it went from the seven foot net to the 10 foot net, it was uh, a challenge that I was like, Oh, this is, this is much harder with a real, a real 10 foot net. <laughs> and my height now does not help me at all. <laughs> at all yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so going to sort of the the personal what are three words your friends and family would use to describe you let's start with a hard one right off the bat <laughs> it's so funny I I look at the words I I wrote down here and I'm like oh, that was so from a professional standpoint like what would my family say um so uh so my wife, which is interesting. So if I asked her this question or she, <laughs> she, the, she says, you're a winner. And I, <laughs> I crack up every time she says that. Um, but I guess it maybe goes to like, it's very common things that we're hearing. Right. But yeah, um, she's like, you just want to win. And I, and I love being married to someone that wants, you know, that takes pride in winning. And um, so the second word would be um, a com like competitive. Like, I think my friends and family would say, oh, God, like, do we have to compete on everything? And, you know, I'm the crazy person at the gym. And if I get on a treadmill, I look left and right. And I'm like, why am I trying to beat these people? And like, it doesn't matter. And I really like need to focus on, you know, beating myself. But 
I think uh, I think those two words are pretty pretty. I guess one is from my wife, so I should listen the winner part. And then my friends are definitely all about competition. Um, but I would say the third one, and we talked a little bit about it already, but team, right? Like yeah. I am, you know, I, I want to bring people together in it. You know, team as it's cool in our family. We say, we say also our team, like team Willer Pacheco. So that's our, you know, our last names. And so we use that even in our personal lives is like, especially raising children, you got to be a team. Like yes, you this, do. this is, you do this together and, you know, just supporting family. Um, you're in it together. So I would say uh, winner, competitive and, and a team, team mindset is, is the three, the three words. So uh, that's amazing. And so you and I should never play board games against one another. Cause I'm told I may be a bit too competitive as well. So but that's well, so they great. laugh because then I'm like, well, I don't want to play that. And they're like, why don't you play it? I'm like, because I'm not good at it. So I don't want to play. Like there are times I just, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to play because I'll know I'll lose. Like it, oh my it, gosh. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, I think it's always a competitive spirit is good. And it, <laughs> well, it definitely drives you. So, so it does. <laughs> you just got to keep it in check. Just yeah. Like that people are passionate about. So that's true. Oh, I, I love that. That's amazing. So then with all of that being said, then how do you challenge yourself? Yeah, I, I just I consistently set high goals and I'm never satisfied. Right. Like in, you know, like if I accomplish something, like I'll celebrate, but then like, okay, I'm back, I'm back at it. So I do think it's like, just, you got to celebrate. And I believe in that and have mm-hmm. fun. Um, and then get right back on it. And, and what are you going to achieve next? And so I think looking at challenges, looking at tough things and saying, yeah, I'll do that. Like put me there. Like, I'm happy. I'm happy to do, to do the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer on like, you know, if it's too, if it's easy, then like everyone can do it. So let's, let's do the hard stuff um, and tackle that. So I think, I think challenges are probably what just keeps me going. I get really excited about that. Yes. So I feel like you, you definitely then in the last year, people were looking to you because this has probably been the most challenging year with challenges thrown in at everyone in the healthcare industry. So I am, yeah. um, I don't doubt there's many people singing your praises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It, 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 and I think that's where you go back to mindset, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of, you got to keep things in, in perspective when you're going through something like, like we just did, you know, for the last year or so. Yeah. And I feel like you're bridging the questions really well. Cause the next, cause the next yeah. one is all about a bad day, which I mean, I'm sure we can all say in the last year and a couple months we've had. So when you have those bad days, what keeps your motivation up? What keeps you moving forward? Yeah. I mean, again, you have to feel right. It's okay to have a bad day. Um, I think for me, I go back to mindset and I quickly get into, okay, why am I feeling that way? Um, Can I do something about it? And if I can do something about it, I quickly get into action. Um, And if I can't, I gotta, I gotta let it go because there's nothing I can do. Um, And so, um, that's how I've tackled, like, you know, during COVID at the beginning, it was the start of this new job. And I'm like, whoa, like, I'm not going to be successful. Like, what am I going to do in this new role? And I was just like, I got to let that go. How are, you know, and I changed my mindset of like, okay, well, how are we going to be the best company 
in COVID-19, right? Like, what are we going to do that's going to set us apart in the current situation? So um, I think you feel it. That's okay. But then quickly get into, I, that's how I do it. I quickly get into what can I change? And I'm going to focus on what I can control and then put action plans together to get to get through it and, and achieve what we need to achieve. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mindset is, um, that's huge. And I've done some pod- podcasts on mindset development because it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely challenging. So then last kind of personal question. I always sort of love this. Um, you ask people what their superpower is and sometimes it throws them off, but I kind of always think we all have that secret superpower that sometimes we just don't want to admit to others. So what is your superpower that's helped you to succeed? So we know you're competitive and you're determined, but is there another superpower that you have that's uh, led to your success? Yeah, this word isn't fancy, um, but I feel like people have described me like this and I do feel my superpower is just, I'm gritty, like grit. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know. Like I, again, like just in my personal life and my professional life. And if I look at like all the things that we've talked about, you know, a couple of my accomplishments, that grit, like that, that, that's what I would say. Like I can, I, again, I probably another way to say determined, but um, I just hope that my brand would be like, okay, she'll always find a way to win. Um, And not only that, but like bring other people along, right? Like it's not just about me. But how do you, that, that's how I think I've kind of survived and um, kind of gotten all these wonderful opportunities that I'm so grateful for is I would, I would say I'm just gritty. <laughs> I know that's it's and not I was, pretty. I don't think that's a pretty word, but that's okay. <laughs> no, but when you said it, it's kind of, it makes me, well, I think it's another way to say it is scrappy, but like you said, it's like, totally. like oh yeah. yeah, you're not they telling you you're not going to be able to play division one basketball. And you're just like, yes, I am. And watch me do it. So yeah, I'm not analytical. <laughs> Let me show you. I know my numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's actually, that's fantastic. I, I like gritty. I like it. Especially yeah. at coming out of COVID-19. I, I feel like, can we say we're coming out of COVID-19? Coming I think so. out of COVID-19. Yes. There's a light at the end. I, I see it. Yeah. We're almost there. And then, okay. So we're going to do some fun rapid fire questions. So, you know, you can just, um, I'll just throw them at you. They can be All long, right. short. So what do you do? What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Working out. <laughs> that was easy. That is so easy. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Let's make it complicated. What's your favorite oh. workout or what do you do to work out? I should say. Uh, so right now, you know, um, I, so I lift weights. So I'm doing, I do Olympic lifting, which is super fun. Wow. Um, and if I need like strat, like if I'm like trying to reflect, I do a lot of reflecting and, you know, big decisions or whatever, definitely going for a run just helps with all of that. Um, but I still play basketball. It just happened in COVID because, you know, it's a little tricky, but I know I can, uh, definitely still run up and down the court with, with all the boys, which is really fun. So <laughs> that is so awesome. And I, yeah, it's, um, the running thing. I always joke and I said, running's my therapist. I like yeah. to work problems out whilst running. I wish I could lift weights. Maybe that should be a goal. <laughs> It is fun, especially like you had a, like a kind of bad day. You just like throw heavy stuff around. It's pretty cool. So I'll take your word for it. I'd probably hurt myself or others. You need um, a coat. You definitely need a coat. So. <laughs> well, if I'm in Toronto, then I will uh, I'll take you up on that. So 
Next one. What animal are you the most like, or what's your spirit animal? I love it. Spirit animal. <laughs> I don't really know. Like, I don't know why this like vision comes into my head for this one. And I have to, maybe I need to go to for a run to reflect on why I'm going to answer it this way. Um, but like a ger- German shepherd. Okay. And so like, there's, they're very, like, they're protective. They have, like, I feel like they have this duty about them and they get the job, like, they get the job done, right? Um, and they look like, they have a presence of, like, they're regal and, you know, they know what they're doing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you see a German shepherd, not that I would ever own one or I want one. Um, I just think there's something different about that dog that sets them a little bit different in my eyes. But I don't know if that's a weird answer, but... I, yeah. I, no, the way you described they're it. They're super I, smart, right? I yeah. guess it's a that, but now they're, they're super smart too. But. I, yeah, no, I, would, I think that's how I would describe, like in my mind, what a German shepherd German would shepherd. Yeah. yeah, so I think that The loyalty sense. is probably what gets me. Like, um, I, I think I'm a pretty, pretty loyal person. So I guess that's why that came into my head, maybe. The people on your team, if they're listening, you're very lucky. And I... <laughs> I can't express that enough. So, so with with your leadership has just been inspiring. So kind of a, just a few more before we wrap up. Sure. So what what ignites yeah. your passion? So what are you passionate about? What gets you excited? Oh, what gets me excited? Like a challenge. We talked about it. Yeah. Like, easy. That one's quick. A challenge. Oh, okay. Thing at me that I want to tackle. Like I, I, I'm in. All right. So then what's your happy place? A gym. A gym. <laughs> well. Or the, or the yep. courts, maybe. Gym or the courts. Yeah, gym, courts. Yeah. Anywhere where like, I can get a good workout in. That is my happy place. I love it. Yeah. Nice. Or on the dance floor. Okay. Yeah. A little dancing. That could be fun, too. So Yeah. If, if places ever open again. <laughs> yeah. Someday. Yeah. And so then what is, I feel like you've done so much. So what is at the top of your bucket list? Maybe we'll do professionally and personally. We'll do both. Oh gosh. Um, easy on the personal side. So, cause I have like a, I of course have a bucket list and I write things down. Really? Um, but on the top of that list in COVID kind of killed this a little bit, um, put it on delay or pause. Um, so I was, um, I, my goal in life is to run a half marathon in every state. Um, and so before COVID hit, I was on 39. So it was pretty cool. Like I had all, I have all the medals and all the, um, bibs and everything. Um, so I got 11 more to go, but that would be high on the list. And it's cool. Like, I mean, (laughs) places that I would never go and travel and explore cities for a weekend. So that is something I've, I haven't done in the last year, but I would like to start continuing in the fall if we can travel. So. That's wild. So, so what's one race that stands out out of the 39 states that you've done? Vegas, Vegas, New Orleans. Well, in Vegas, they closed the strip. Oh, it's an evening run. Um, So, I mean, you, you run along and you have all these people watching and there's music along the whole way. Um, And then New Orleans, because I mean, it's more of the after the race kind of fun not that I would want to like spend a ton of time there but had a blast after the race so it was just a fun fun race so I'd say New Orleans and Vegas wow wow I I always kind of wonder if I could run a half 
or a full marathon. It's so far. So I, you really have to sort of work up to that. But yeah, it's been sad. I, I usually do road races and they've been canceled. So I cannot wait for things to open up, knock on wood, yeah. maybe a little bit this fall. But so that, so that was great. That kind of concludes um, everything that I had. And I want to, again, thank sure. you so much for coming on to the podcast, our very first one, and talking to us about you know, everything from how you're staying motivated to your past to this you know, great, fantastic career that you have. And we wish you the best of luck. I am sure we're going to see great things based on our conversation from Lily in the coming years. Well, so thank you. It was great to meet you and talk to you for a few minutes today. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you again, Rhonda. You have really taught us the value of determination and being gritty in both professional and personal lives. And a big thank you to our HBA community for listening today. I am Christina Bellier, Marketing and Communications Board Member, and your host for today's podcast. And until next time, let's push boundaries and rise together.